We are creating a platform for those who are curious, one that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is the Working Artist Project. Having people that believe in you is like the most important thing, you know? If you have just a few people that believe in you, you can go very far with what you're doing. Today on the Working Artist Project, I have the one and only Christina Kohler. Christina's a singer, an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, and an all-around amazing human being. Uh, you just heard Christina talk about people that believe in you in a support system and how that empowers you to accomplish your goals. Sit back, relax, and take a listen. Life is too short Don't let the world ruin your heart But we're, we're mainly here today because you have your first CD Yes Coming out mm -hmm. And uh, what's the name of it? Perception Oh shucks perception that's kind of serious what, is, what does that mean how did you come about with that with that title well there's two two reasons why i decided on that title one is because i want people to figure out the style of music that i play i don't want to be labeled as just a jazz singer you know i want i want people to hear different elements um and the second thing is you know the whole album is about relationships friendships and um the idea of me being in new york for the past three and a half years and not sure if it's my home you know so it, it's been hard for me to keep friendships and relationships being in New York. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm the type of person that like, likes to have like only like a little bit of friends, like three friends, um, and call them my closest friends. People act a certain way in New York sometimes, and it, it's hard for me to get used to that type of vibe, I guess. So, yeah, that's what perception's about. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that's interesting is, it's, you know, you're, you're perceiving your environment, so mm -hmm. to speak, and, and, and you're, you're in a situation where maybe you're not uh, as comfortable as you were back home with your with the people you grew up with, your your closest friends there. And you're having to um, adapt and change yourself, yeah. you know, and uh, and also like just deal with the everyday stress of being in, in, in New York, which is can be daunting. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And, you know, it's interesting because when you make your first CD, for people who don't know, it, you, you don't know what's going to, you don't know anything. So you're going into this process that you know zero about, right? Mm -hmm. And you feel sensitive about it. I'm just saying, speaking, this is how I felt. And I'm assuming you felt the same way. You can elaborate on it later. Yeah. But uh, because you've never, you've never done it, you're putting your music out there. It's like a very personal thing. You're opening, opening up yourself for judgment. World, yeah from critics mm -hmm. and more importantly your peers yeah you know and and uh you start to compare yourself to other people but i think the secret is to dig deep within yourself and know that this is only the first one so you yeah. can't truly judge anything mm -hmm. you don't have anything to judge it against it's just yeah. like this is this is where i am right now it's like a snapshot well for me like i, I i've gotten to the point where like i try not to compare myself to others because everybody's on their own path yeah. you know and 
and I know it's it's hard to like sometimes I do get annoyed about certain things but you know it's you know people will be playing different clubs that you won't be able to be playing and vice versa you know that type of thing and and I don't know it's just it seems like jazz is so diverse in itself so you can do what you want with the music and people may love it people may hate it it's just it is what it is and you just gotta accept it for who what it is you know okay now I'm curious why why call your music jazz like you you know we know jazz is diverse but but it seems to me sometimes people just limit themselves to this name you know just because because they went to school for jazz or yeah. because they like sometimes they like to play jazz but why why is your music jazz well it has a lot of jazz elements in it like you know most uh, for the album a lot of its standards um but i i did my twist to it and and i use a lot you know jazz harmony i mean i i don't when i perform um a lot of times clubs don't want you know my progressive uh, jazz i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i end up like putting in some straight ahead stuff you know it's just this, i guess it's better to have a broader way of describing the music sometimes um especially if if you're like trying to book gigs and stuff like that you know i I guess that's why i call it jazz okay so you just said something interesting club owners don't necessarily want you to play your quote-unquote progressive music yeah for lack of a better term so what what do you do in those situations where you're booking gigs and then they're like oh well can you leave you know these songs out this and that well, I just do it, you know, because I could do, I mean, it stinks that you can't do your, your full thing. Um, but, you know, I, I do end up like putting in like one or two arrangements just so people could get a taste of what I do. And in the end, like nobody hates on it usually. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. or at least I don't think so. Yeah, no, of course. I'm, I'm just curious. I asked that because I'm curious to know, like, what's the, at what point are you like, you don't sacrifice your sound for someone else's preferences you know what i mean it's yeah. just like maybe this place isn't the place for you I don't well know. that's the thing i've been reaching out to other venues too aside from jazz clubs to see where, where else i could get into um you know like the city winery in boston uh, um groove in in new york uh you know uh, and also the clubs that are more crossover jazz like new blue mm-hmm. um it's it's hard to it, it takes time to like i feel like it takes time to figure out which clubs are the best and which ones are going to do the best for you, you yeah know? i want before we you know we, uh, at some point uh we're going to play some more of your music but i do want my audience to have like a, a general sense of what your music sounds like and it's not i wouldn't necessarily say it's traditional jazz what what how would you describe the sound of your music um i guess um the short version jazz infused with r&b and rock and funk elements to Mm. it um you know i'm influenced like i said i'm influenced a lot um from motown and classic rock and i also you know i loved punk rock when i was in high school and like uh acoustic music you know i've i've always listened to all all styles of music it's just yeah so that i'm trying to put that into my music as well now which which artists from those genres like if you could name one artist from from each of those genres which ones would they be that influenced you the most oh, okay um well i would say stevie wonder okay um <laughs> i was gonna sing but i ain't, I ain't want to just bust it out like that <laughs> uh stevie um uh, probably uh bon Iver for like the i guess the acoustic-y vibe punk rock um blink 182 and then I guess for now, like 
it's hard because you could like I could go because there's so many jazz artists that I I love and like I'm influenced by. But I would say like uh, Gretchen Parlato is probably like one of the top, and Jose James, okay. those two, um, for that style, for yeah. sure. Okay, I think you know this would be a good place for me to play some of your music, but I I personally want to hear since you're letting everybody else choose, I'm gonna choose. Okay. <laughs> I want to hear one of your your tunes that it, that you would consider progressive or outside or a little bit on the edge of the jazz realm. Which one do you think we should play? I Miss You by Blink-182. from my nightmare the shadow in the background of the morgue the oh shit you play okay so you you covered that yeah why'd you choose to cover that um you know i i won't i had a phase where i went back to all the stuff that i listened to when i was younger and i was like wow these lyrics are are deep you know uh, you know you, you don't you don't hear that when you're younger when you go through stuff, you you hear things differently. I think, um, and I don't know. It just it, it it touched me because I was going through something at that time, and it, it really it grasped onto me. And I just took it and arranged it, and that's how it happened. You know. So, which lyric was it that that grabbed your attention? Don't waste your time on me. You're already a voice inside my head. And you can always find me. We'll have Halloween on Christmas And in the night we'll wish this never ends We'll wish this never ends Damn <laughs> So who's this angel in your nightmare? <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't, you don't have to name names, but damn So what happened? <laughs> how, do, how, do we, how do we get to this song, you know? What happened in your life? I don't know, you know, there's like always, you know, the one that got away, you know, like, um, and you just think about how things could have been differently, different if <laughs> things <laughs> had worked out, you know, um, and it, yeah, it's just been like a, a very hard hard thing to do in new york for me is dating um and i think i think it does, it's probably not even just in new york it's probably around the world it's because of how people perceive dating nowadays um uh like with all these dating apps and stuff you know it's just um <laughs> listen so, <laughs> this is interesting because because christina you, you're t- how old are you 23 okay she's 23 so i don't even know what are is that millennial or what you know i don't know i don't consider myself like that because i'm an old soul so uh, yeah so (laughs) (laughs) you know she's talking about these dating apps like she's 38 or 40 you know yeah but like i wish people could communicate with one another nowadays you know it's just it's it sucks that you have to it seems like you have to be on these apps to meet someone and it 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 stinks because nobody knows knows how to communicate anymore they get offended by everything you say like one little thing you might joke around about and then they're like oh you know 
right okay so <laughs> look everybody's sensitive look y'all hear this y'all sensitive she's tired of it <laughs> um so that's interesting I, I wonder if if that aesthetic translates to the music you know for your generation mm-hmm. and for younger generations and maybe for the generation before you you know like my generation i wonder if if we are overly sensitive and we aren't actually listening to one another in the music and outside of the music yeah what do, you, what do you think i don't know i haven't thought of it that way um i i definitely think that you know it's hard hard to find those people that will be like that like if like for like for instance being in a band you know you should have people that you connect with on a social level um and not not just on a musical level um it because it, it's it, what bothers me more than anything i know somebody's gonna get offended by this so i'm sorry in advance <laughs> is is like people playing with someone because they have a name Mm. and that's the only reason why just so they have that i mean it's like good to do that but it's like what about the music you know the music's not gonna i mean it'll sound good but it won't sound as good as being with people that you connect with on a an emotional level you know i feel like it goes hand in hand that way Mm um i mean like Especially playing with with you guys, you know, it's like we always have such a good time, even though, you know, like, like, for instance, when we were in Georgia, you know, it was such a good time. And when when we we, when we didn't have our performance, we were hanging and, you know, spending time with each other and chatting about things. Um, And a lot of the times people go go on tour with people that they, you know, don't communicate with and don't have a good time with then I, I don't know it just doesn't seem like the right way of of doing things okay I, I can see that point of view you know but sometimes you got to pay bills you know yeah. so, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do maybe you don't have a connection but that, I mean it's, what I'm trying to say is there's levels to that yeah and, and, and generally I see what you're saying like yes like you do want to play music or create art with people that you connect with personally so that the art can be full of love and adventure versus yeah. just like oh the fuck am i out here like yeah. oh, i don't like oh, i don't like this motherfucker. or whatever the case may be but, but also maybe that energy is useful in creation too so you you know it's two sides to every coin yeah of course i mean like i think it's different like being a side man you can play with whoever you want to play with but being a singer it's it's harder because you got to you got to find your band basically mm-hmm. and and that's i don't know for me i want to i want to find people that i can spend years playing music with them and creating something you know instead of, of of jumping around all the time like yeah i would like to like have separate projects but you know every project has to have something right you're you're monogamous i get it <laughs> <laughs> no 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 that for all jokes aside that makes sense you know you do want to have a nucleus you know so you can vibe off people and have a consistent sound mm-hmm. within your band and, and like if you're a young musician out there uh th- this is valuable information and you also said something that people may not realize is uh, if you are a vocalist you do have to create your own band and you also have to create your own musical opportunities yeah unlike someone like me who's a side man i play with like 20 different artists mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's how i make my living uh by diverse di- diversifying my portfolio so to speak yeah yeah and uh so that's something that you should think about if you're out there and you want to be a singer or you want to be 
even if a saxophone player, some kind of elite. Yeah, Yeah. if you want to be a band leader, then you need to uh, be prepared to make it all happen. Mm -hmm. And being 23, fresh out of college, (laughs) you're doing it, right? I mean, I'm trying to do it, you know? You're doing it. So, like, I just want to kind of get into that process and, like, how did you jumpstart that for yourself? Yeah, well, I I mean... When I was in college, I was just like, you know, I can't wait to get out so I can just record my al- like my first album and get things moving. You know, I've I've, I've always you know, I always set goals for myself every year, um, and and I did that like right when I got out of college, I, I went into the studio and I and I recorded my album, um, because it it seems like it's very important to have a product, because if you don't have something to show. And it's hard for people to book you and and want want to have your music, um, and it, it you know um, it's just interesting because you you just never know what's going to happen like like the Velvet Note performing there like you know taking a chance on Christmas weekend when it was snow it was snowing you know um, and they took a chance on me too you know it, and having people that believe in you is like the most important thing. You know, if you have just a few people that believe in you, you can go very far with what you're doing. Yeah. I want to, you said something like you said, you have to have a product. And I think sometimes like that type of language is lost on the artist. Mm -hmm. You know, like we get so wrapped up in, in the process of improving our ability to create art. And then when you get wrapped up in the process of creating it, that you forget that I need to produce something that, is consumable Mm -hmm. and the more people that can consume this product the better i am off financially you know what i mean like i could be (laughs) coca-cola or i could be the guy who makes soda out of his bathtub like you you know and then there's everything in between so when did that come when did you realize like yo okay i need to make this product and like having some sort of business iq is important and like who did you learn that from um i didn't i don't know if i learned it from anyone i think i just like observed what was going on and how how people are doing things like i look on people's websites and see what what they're up to um i mean i think i had that that realization when i was was in college because i was like god i want i want to like make a difference in this world and i need i want people to hear my music and what i can do you know and i think having an album is the best way to do it you know um and that way you can also take these albums to your gigs and sell them, make profit that way as well. Um, cause it's, it's hard. A lot of these gigs don't want to pay. So you got to pay, pay out of your pocket all the time. I want to talk about like growth, you know, and like what, what does that word growth mean to you? Every year something great happens in my career. And that's how I see that it, it as a growth, you know, it might, it, it may be like the slightest thing, you know, like, like, I mean, like, for instance, this past year playing my first, first music fest, my jazz festival and playing three sold out shows at a jazz club in a different state. And then, and also playing at smalls cause I was, I've always wanted to play at smalls. Um, and then now this year coming up is my album, you know, like every year it, I feel like that's, that's growth. You know, if it, one step at a time but you keep if you make goals for yourself um and you stick to those goals and focused on those goals then they'll come through and you'll you'll feel a bit more accomplished with what you're doing Mm -hmm. um and obviously everything's not 
sunshine and rainbows, but <laughs> it takes a lot of time to to get get things moving. And I just feel like if there's like a little bit of progress, it it's something, you know. You know, I want to, I like to talk to my guests about like, you know, obstacles and, and uh, things in life that they've conquered. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you I know you're an old soul, so <laughs> you've you've conquered quite a bit. I am sure of it. What are those things you've you've conquered and what lessons have you learned from them? Well, like for one thing, don't compare yourself to others. I don't know. When I first moved to New York, I was like, oh, I'm like terrible. I'm a, I, nobody likes me. And and um like all, all these people are getting all these gigs and I'm not. Nah, nah, nah. But having that mindset is just like such a negative way of thinking. You just got to think of your path and, and what you want for yourself. Um, and that's probably like one of the reasons wh- why I don't hang out as much, too, is because I've been I've been so focused on trying to get my music to where I want it to be. Um, also, don't depend on others. <laughs> Because it's terrible to say that, but, <laughs> you know, you got to do your thing. And and sometimes you have to be selfish and just focus on yourself and, and your happiness. You can't, you can't let someone string you along for a long amount of time. And they're going to, you know, especially someone that's going to bring you negative energy into your life. I'm just going to interject on that one. <laughs> I, I mean, don't depend on others is kind of like, I mean, for me, like, I respect that that's what you believe. But I think that don't, depending on the right people is important. Yeah. So I, w- I would say don't depend on the wrong people. Exactly. And, and if you feel like those people are not contributing um, to your vibe, so to speak, then cut them loose. Exactly. Fuck them. You know? <laughs> Fuck them. Just like, <laughs> no, I should have probably said it that way, too. Like, so now I sound like a. Uh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, look, man, you look. St- <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah, you know, just the, the whole idea of growth, I think, is is important because, mm-hmm. especially when you're young, you, you have to give yourself space to grow, and then you have to give the people around you space to grow because maybe this person is a jerk to you. And, but they're just 22, so they don't they don't really even know. And, like, in five years, they'd probably be awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do. And it's really hard to give yourself self space to grow because, like, you know, especially when you're making uh, art, like, art gets better over time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, maybe you see a kid who can't really play this year, but he's really working hard. And so you give him some time and some space, and then that kid is really good the following year, the next couple of years. So... Mm-hmm. I think that it's really important for us to remember that in in the music community and just in the community as a whole, you know, like give people an opportunity to grow. Now, if they don't grow, fuck them. But, you know, that's my word today, y'all. Fuck them, you know, so. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so that that's where I'm at with that. I like to play this game uh, and I call it the word game. Uh-huh. And so this is how it works. I say words. You tell me the first story that comes to your to your mind after okay. you hear that word. All right, no filters. Oh jeez. This is more of a phrase. Okay. <laughs> Age ain't nothing but a number. I agree with that in some aspects. I think it's it's kind of hard. Uh, I don't know if it's. It might be more beneficial in a way to be be a certain age. Um, in terms of you know your career and 
um like for me like i did apap this weekend and i think i was probably the youngest person in the showcase um and and my parents were there and they're like oh it stands out that you're very young i'm like oh god that's not good and they're like no it is a good thing because people you know you can you can say that you know what you're doing at a young age you know and then when it comes to relationships I, I don't know I don't know about that because people have people older like I've dated people older than me way older than me and like 10 years and their mentality of their lifestyle is totally different than than my mentality because I haven't gone through a lot of things yet they've gone through 10 years of more than me <laughs> you know um so it, I think it does get into the way sometimes um in a relationship a romantic relationship but I mean, I'm friends with most of my friends are older than me, so I think I I relate to old, older people. Band leader. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's 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 a hard thing to do to be a band leader, especially since you have to pay for. It seems like you have to pay for everything. You have to be an entrepreneur, um, especially like. Uh, paying paying musicians to go to fly out with you and to pay for hotels and all that fun stuff but also it's in the end it's worth it to me um to be up on stage with the people that i want to be up on the stage with um and get get this energy from people in the audience that makes you realize that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing perfection Ah, well, we all think that (laughs) things should be perfect sometimes, but, you know, for me, uh, when I think of perfection, I think of a different type of lifestyle where where everything's not a struggle all the time and you can live comfortably because it is, you know, I, I do love being a musician, but it's just, it's very frustrating that you can't have steady income and you can't. Um, and you have to live in a, a small apartment where, you know, people are fighting outside the door or something, you know, I don't know. It's just, uh, there's like an ideal world in my brain of, of, of being in a, in a home and having, having a backyard with a dog, you know, just feeling comfortable. And, and I, that would be like the perfect situation for me. That's how I see perfection is just being comfortable with your living circumstances. It can happen. Listen, y'all. She makes being a musician sound terrible, man. Look, it's not that bad. Look, the shit. Look, man, it's cool. Like you just gotta keep doing it. Things are gonna work out, and and I think that you will. Like when you have a clear vision for for uh, for your life, and I believe that those things will come to fruition 100 percent yeah it's the people who don't have a clear vision who stay in those small apartments with the people fighting outside yeah but uh the people fighting outside that's a vibe you gotta write a song (laughs) about that (laughs) now i want to switch gears because yesterday uh we were talking and uh you mentioned something that i i just was quite frankly shocked to hear and and it was you were talking about discrimination Mm -hmm. and and you can explain the context of that discrimination to uh, to my audience, and in, uh, in, uh, they'll decide if they agree with you or not. 
Okay. <laughs> well, one thing being a woman in jazz is very annoying. Um, I don't know. It just it seems like a lot a lot of the times we look down on we're looked down on and aren't respected as much. Um, and then that goes hand in hand with being a singer, a female singer. Um, people have this idea that a singer can only sing. They can't do anything else but sing. And that's not true because there are, are a lot of singers who are also musicians. But also, I don't know, it's just, it just it's terrible to me to think that people don't see singers as a good thing because they're the ones that connect most with an audience because they sing a lyric. Um, and maybe it's just a jealousy thing or something. I don't know. It's just, it, it's very frustrating because, you know, I want to work with multiple musicians. I want to collaborate with people, but I feel like a lot of the times they just don't want to because of, of me being a singer and a, and a female. So, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, listen, there, there are people who do this thing and, and I think it's, it's insane, you know, because uh, singers are musicians also. And I like to use the word vocalist, you know, because singer yeah. sounds like you don't know shit about music. Like you just like. I don't know why people like to, to label that, too, though. Like a, a singer and a vocalist are the same thing to okay. me. I don't I, you know, I, when I first got here, I was like, oh, I'm a vocalist because everybody was doing it. So I copied everybody else. Mm-hmm. But it's just no, you know, vocals, vocalists and singers are both the same exact thing. If you look it up online. Look yeah. up the definition for a singer or a vocalist. It's probably the same damn thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I done got this girl mad. Now she, she said a curse word all day. Now she's the same damn thing. <laughs> Hair flying all kinds of ways. I wish I, should be, I wish I was recording this, man. She almost walked out of here. Um, yeah, I mean, listen. Yes, you, I think you're right. But for whatever reason, there is more respect uh, associated with the word vocalist, and that's, yeah. that's all I'm saying. No, I know. And and uh, yeah, people shouldn't discriminate discriminate against singers or, or judge them differently because they sing and don't play a saxophone. That doesn't mean you don't know as much quote unquote music about music. Mm-hmm. And also, even if you don't know as much about music, does that make you less of a musician? Like, exactly. If you can sing your ass off, then well, why does it matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't. So, you know, it's one of those things. I I don't have the answer. So, <laughs> I don't either. You know, it's just it's, it's just a thing it's, that's it's there. A, it's a thing that's there and it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's something I don't have to deal with. I play drums, you know. Yeah. Like, so But we get discrimination too with drums. I bet. Music, so. People are probably like, Oh, they don't write music, right? Yeah, right. They don't Yeah, man. All these motherfuckers. Yeah. So I'm with you. I can feel your pain. Um, I can empathize yeah. with that with that uh for sure. Well, I would like to talk about jazz music in general. Okay. And like how I think people need to be more open-minded about jazz and how to label it. Because a lot of people are um, are in this mindset that they have to only play straight-ahead jazz. And that's like the only thing that's accepted in the world. But it's not true. Um, if you want to reach a broader audience, I think having all these different styles and influences into your music is more um it's a it's a bit of a more of a connection to people um especially for me like i want to i want young people in the audience aside from like older the older generation you know i want i want to connect to younger people people that are my age 
And most of the time, you don't see young people in the audience when you're at a jazz show. Or if they are young people, it's musicians, <laughs> you know? And um, I don't know. It's just, it's it's interesting that people are are kind of set in their ways and and aren't open to that because I, I feel like a lot a lot of the times when you do something different people are like back away and don't want to have anything to do with you you know mm-hmm. this is an issue that I, I can see both sides mm-hmm. from you know because um i think sometimes people do get into a vibe of like uh preserving so to speak the sound of jazz you know mm-hmm. which is from um, 1960s and before and and when you start to infuse other musics it becomes sometimes bastardized or watered down and so you have to kind of be careful about that you know and and so yes i but i'm also all for hey man like let's let's look forward and push the music forward and not limit ourselves especially in our generation because yeah. we didn't come up listening to jazz like jazz mm-hmm. came way later like you know for me dude i'm listening to tupac and biggie you know <laughs> then all of a sudden somebody played me some miles davis and i'm like oh that's cool too so there's no way for me to play music without tupac and biggie because that yeah. was i heard that first uh-huh and so if you if you're thinking about it like that then i'm 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 all with that because we do need to bring forth all of our musical uh influences yeah of course you know like jay dilla has a place in jazz you know Mm -hmm. the same way that john coltrane does in Mm -hmm. in my opinion uh if you do it in a way that references your knowledge of the complete musical history on both ends Mm -hmm. you you know what i mean yeah so that that's how i feel about it yeah no i agree with that yeah sure all right so that's it man this this is the end i i I always ask everybody that comes on the podcast um, this question. And the question is, what are the three things you're most thankful for? My family. Um, music, I guess. Um, just life in general. Yeah. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Christina, for coming on the Working Artist Project. Thanks for having me, Darian. I can't thank you guys enough for listening to this podcast and going on this journey with me week after week. But before you go, I would like to ask you to do a few more things. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. The Working Artist Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. Find out more at secondlinearts.org. The man I have been waiting for
passion through 